What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. Now, before we get started, let me just say how excited I am that we got to play the song Happy by Mudvayne, um, which I, I it was kind of weird because, you know, we haven't heard Mudvayne or any songs from them in, like, forever, and they were actually, this was actually the theme song to Vengeance. Like, that's how cool WWE was in the early 2000s. They actually picked good music from te- from good popular bands yeah, at the time. Yeah, they didn't have Bugs Bunny come out and try to win the 24-7 title. Oh um, anyway, Bugs Bunny, motherfucking Bugs Bunny. Hey, it would have been better than that shitty performance he gave. I still say you all said it had Desmond play during the uh, thing, but anyway. Ah, uh, well, yeah, but... <laughs> we didn't know, else. it's our fault. We didn't, yeah. Although, it's weird because Elvis apparently thinks Bad Bunny is cool, and... I, I- can't help Elvis has extremely bad taste in music, wrestling, and about 90% of anything else that comes out of his mouth. Okay, uh, that's how you want to go with that. I was just saying he he happens to think Bad Bunny was cool, and apparently um, Jerry Truman actually happens to be a fan of his, which I found out today. Uh, at oh, least today God. at the time we're, and by that I mean at the time that we're recording shitty this. Com- I found so out. shitty comedian like shitty rap music. All right, children, we're good. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, I will say as a side note, I did talk to Jerry and um, Gator. Just so you know, at some point down the road, uh, we're going to be resurrecting a WrestleMania 33 recap. Because the one for Blog Talk Radio wouldn't download during the hiatus. So at one point, we will be uh, doing another recap of that for just to have on the WrestleMania playlist. Jerry will be joining us for that recap. So, um, oh, baby I, Jesus. So I expect you, Gator, to be professional. When Jerry's on the show. Oh fuck. And but don't worry, the broke soulless ginger will be there as well. So Thank you, Jesus. So well, it'll be the four of us doing it just like we did back in the day. But anyway, oh, God. Ladies- children, pray for your uncle Gator. Yes. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, I will say right now, um, as you guys know, probably the reason we did that was because that was the theme song to Vengeance 2005, which of course is the pay-per-view we are going to be covering this week on the classic pay-per-view reviews, and we are doing this to commemorate. That on Valentine's Day, uh, NXT had a takeover a show called NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, which I thought was kind of odd. I figured they would use that opportunity to do like a St. Valentine's Day massacre, but for whatever reason, they went the vengeance route. So... Since we had a Vengeance pay-per-view already on our list, I thought this was the perfect time to do it. Now, for those of you who are new to the Boochcast, I will give you guys the spiel on how this works. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we call the classic pay-per-view review. Basically, this is where uh, myself and Gator Ricky Ross uh, take a look back on classic pay-per-views from WWE, WCW, and ECW. We pick a pay-per-view from the past, and we review it. And this week, we've chosen Vengeance 2005. But Gator and I do this with a bit of a twist. See, how this works is we do this from the perspective of not only two people who are huge fans of wrestling, but also from the perspective of two people who work in the business. We're actually in the business, part of the brotherhood, all that stuff. And the sisterhood. And, you know, Gator, of course, is a wrestler, a manager, a ring announcer, a commentator. He's refereed. He's popped the popcorn. Pretty much has the industry covered. I sold Um, the motherfucking pizza. And the pizza. Yes. I I keep forgetting the pizza. Yes. So, and of course, as you guys know, I am a ring announcer, a commentator. I have, you know, set up ring. I've set up the ring. I've worked in the finance department. I have. We got this shit covered. Yes. Exactly. I've hung up posters. I've chauffeured wrestlers. We got the indie. We got the indie wrestling aspect of the industry covered. So we bring our expertise in both areas to these pay-per-views. So we have here in front of us 
WWE Vengeance 2005, which took place at the Thomas and... Mr. Budrelli. What? I just hurt my hole. Ow, my hole. Oh, dear Christ. Coming soon to Breaking K-Fape. Yes. For those of you who do not know, at the time that we're recording this, um, this happened... Nia uh, Jax had an incident. This happened three night, three days ago on Monday Night Raw. The whole Nia Jax, my hole incident. So, yes. Yes, we'll do- and it is hilarious to Gator. Vinny yes. doesn't think it's hilarious, uh, but I think it is a single... Because here's the thing, and I'm just going to clarify this real quick before we go into... um. Our actual situation. Um, here's the thing, children. When you're when you're in the ring working, sometimes you can't control the things that come out of your mouth, especially if you do get hurt. If you take a bad bump, or if you take a bump that just was, oh god, that shocked me. You know, if something shocks you, you're gonna say something. I've said goddamn when I hit I hit some steel steps one time, head first, and I didn't brace my hand to hit. Okay, breaking kayfabe. How you hit the steel steps correctly? is you use your hand to stop your head from actually hitting the steps. You hit your actual hand with your head. That's how it's done. Yes. Um, just in case anybody didn't fucking know. Um, but anyway, so I hit my actual head with the steps one time, and I said, God damn. And people in the front row heard me. So. Yeah. Well, that happens. Like, uh, there's plenty of wrestlers who have gotten injured and, or gotten hurt, I should say, and yelled out expletives that had to censor. And they didn't get in trouble for it because I've always said this. When I hear somebody says, oh, I don't cuss. I've never said a cuss word in my life. I like to pick up a heavy object and drop it on their bare feet. Oh, no, that's bullshit. Because and I do that because I want to say, let's see what happens in this situation. Because you may not intentionally like to cuss, but if you stub your toe or you get hurt. Let me tell you something. Jeff Foxworth he's one of the cleanest comics in the world but if he stubbed his toe in the middle of the night he gonna yell some expletives he'll even admit he'll curl up and, and scream the f word 47 times like why he's a fucking human being so anyway, anyway, back on track here. Uh, WWE Vengeance 2005 took place at the Thomas and Max Center in Las Vegas, Nevada on June 26, 2005. And this was a pay-per-view that was a raw branded pay-per-view. This is during the time of the brand extension. You know, the brand yes. split. Kind of similar to what we're going through now. The only difference is the pay-per-views allow both brands to compete. Back then well, it was basically, just... Basically, this is what we were going through maybe, what, two years ago now? Yes, basically. Like there, there were pay-per-views that only had the Raw superstars on it and pay-per-views that had the superstars on it. So that's why there's a lot of big stars who weren't on this show because they were not part of Monday Night Raw. Therefore, Correct. they did not take part in this Vengeance and pay-per-view. This, and when we get to this main event, do know that Vinny and I are going to have some things to say about this main event that uh, we're going to hold this main event very high because this was an awesome main event. It really was. Absolutely. I enjoyed the fuck out of this main event. And I, I enjoyed too. I enjoyed the fuck out of most of this card with the exception of the women's match. Oh, my hole. But, yes, we will We will get to that in a moment. Let's Don't bury the lead, Gator. Um, I'm not burying the lead. I'm just I'm giving the children. Yes. I'm so, giving the children a, a synopsis. Yes. And this was also a big deal because this was after the night of when they were basically saying Saying any superstars could be drafted. For example, yes. John Cena was the WWE champion on SmackDown, and they yes. brought him over to Monday Night Raw. That's why this yes. pay-per-view had two world title matches on it, because John Cena got drafted to Raw before Batista would later get drafted to SmackDown, and the world title would go there. So, right. but yeah, so a lot of things were happening here, and a lot of buildups, and we'll get.
get into this all that. This is called really lazy booking. But anyway. Yes. So anyway, we'll get. We're now gonna jump into this pay per view now. We'll kick things off with the first official match of this pay per view for the Intercontinental Championship. Carlito defends the title against Shelton Benjamin. All right. So here's what happened. Uh, Carlito and, and Benjamin they start off hot, and after some great back and forth action, Carlito removes the padding from one of the turnbuckles, and Benjamin then hits his head on the exposed metal while trying to perform a splash-type maneuver, similar to a stinger splash, in the corner. Carlito then pins Benjamin with a roll-up, allowing Carlito to retain his then-intercontinental championship. Yes, and, uh, so Gator, what were your thoughts on this match? Um, well, it really made me think. These guys did not suck back then, and they don't suck now. No, they don't. Really? Um, it was great to see Carlito again this year at the Royal Rumble. So, it just, it just really made me appreciate him more watching it back then and then re-watching the Royal Rumble again now. Like, it was it was an appreciation kind of thing. Absolutely. This, was, this was a good start to the pay-per-view, really. It was a great start. It was 12 minutes and 50 seconds. Fantastic match. And um, I will say this. Watching Carlito in this match allows me to see the obvious difference between the way his body looked back then and the way his body looks now. Yeah. Like, you see he got in incredible fucking shape when he left WWE. And Correct. I because say- Puerto Rico makes you do that. Yes, and Carlito, to me, like I said, I, I'm somebody that has that's met Carlito, knows him personally. Like I, well, me, me as well. Yes, I've I've worked multiple UCW shows with him. He's currently, as we speak right now, I don't know if this will change depending on whatever Carlito's got going on with the WWE. He is currently our Universal Heavyweight Champion. Like he's the top champion in our company, Carlito. Mm-hmm. He's our main guy. And I've I've ridden and I've, I've I've you know I've rode with Carlito. I've got I've I've gotten a chance to really get to know him bond with him like he's a genuine great guy Desmond has probably the best Carlito story on the planet um have I told the story on the Boochcast yet no go for it all right I want to tell this now because De- when when Desmond first met Carlito it was when we did the Memorial Mayhem show Desmond was one of the volunteers helping out behind the scenes like setting me, the ring let up me just, and- let me just say I don't know Carlito as well as Vinny does yes so let me just say that now uh and by that saying I've we've had him in a couple shows and he has main evented a couple shows for us but that being said uh i've got to shake his hand and i've gotten to meet him but again i i do not know him as i've not ridden in the car three hours with him like Vinny has yeah i have not had to drive him to and from like Vinny has so yeah Vinny has more experience on this knowledge so again tell the desmond story yeah so so desmond was volunteering because i wanted desmond to come to the show because he loves wrestling like we all um and so he was volunteering he was helping up set up the ring put up a few things and you know running errands as volunteers do Desmond basically worked his ass off and that's why I knew he would be great for this because not only does he love wrestling but Desmond is a hard fucking worker and that was one of the reasons why I brought him in there because I knew he would bust his ass and which which Ronnie was there were some guidelines yes so anyway Desmond yes and Desmond never did that Uh, he's he's pretty good about that yes so Desmond saw Carlito and has been a fan of his but he also knows that Carlito um, had had a reputation for not a lot of people think Carlito is a dick. Here's the he's thing: not, he's, not. he's not. Carlito is just not a people person, and what that means is he doesn't necessarily hate people. He just doesn't like to socialize a whole lot. You know, he's one of those he's, guys. He's he's one of those guys that's that's he's very blunt. It's yeah. Hey man, how are you? I, I'm glad you enjoy what I do. Thank you. I I appreciate it. Have a nice day. Yeah, he's yeah, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just how he is. So Desmond kind of heard rumors about this, but still wanted to meet him. So this is what Desmond does. He walks up to Carlito and his exact words where he goes, 
He goes, uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, uh, Carlito. Um, I don't. I, I know you're getting ready for your match. I don't want to take up a lot of your time. I just wanted to say that I've been a fan of yours since I was a kid. I loved watching you in WWE, and I just wanted to shake your hand and say hello. And Carlito shook his hand, said thank you very much, and as soon as I did that, walked away. So right. now later on in the night, as as and Gator, you know this as well as anybody. Usually after an indie show, you know, wrestlers like to go out afterwards, go out to the bar, get something to eat, something like that. We, we like to eat. Yeah. I, I, let me let me just stress this before Vinny tells the rest of the story. Let me stress this. If you run into wrestlers at a restaurant after a show, please, for God's sake, come up, say hi, but do not get in the way of them and their food. No. They're hungry. They're tired. They just want to eat and go home just like everybody else does. Yeah. So anyway, so we're getting, so we're getting, and we go, so we go to this Applebee's. It's right around the corner from the Civic Center. And we're all sitting there and there's a couple of wrestlers from the show. It's like, it's me, Carlito, it's me, Ronnie, Carlito, Desmond, um, uh, Chase Stevens, unfortunately, and a few other people. Um, a, a drunk. So let's the, just be honest. Yes. A drunk. And this, th yeah, this is the night where I realized what a dicky he is, by the way. Uh, but there's, what and there's a drunk a, he was. And there's a few other undercard guys. Actually, there's other people like Blake Beretta was there. Micah Taylor was there. His wife, Tracy. So a few other people. So a lot of us sitting there hanging out. So Why anyway, Carlito's sitting across from me. I'm out. What? Why was there not death? Why was there what? Not death. Not death? Yeah, she said Blake Beretta and Micah Taylor and his wife were all in the same room. Uh, cause they squashed they whatever. Squashed it. They squashed whatever beef there was. They had already squashed it. Yeah, they they talked it out. Okay. They had their issues and it was squashed. Okay, I was just wondering. They, Continue. They did what they did what you're supposed to do. They squashed it in the locker room. Yes. Uh, well, squash it. it doesn't necessarily have to be in the locker room, but squash it. Yes. They 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 squashed the beef. So and I and I and I wasn't there for that, but I was there when um. Actually, you know what? There's a reason for that. It's because the video hadn't come. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm sorry. The video hadn't come out yet. Oh, so there was no squash. It was still, it was I, still, I uh... Yeah, I, for, I forgot the timetable. Sorry, the video had not come out yet, so that's why. That beef got squashed Wait. later. I, I meant to, 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 to be continued later. To be continued anyway, later. Yeah, so anyway, so anyway, there's that. So I'm sitting across from Carlito. Desmond is next to Carlito. Understandable. I'm next to Ronnie. So we're all kind of sitting there talking, and Des was chatting with this girl, and this girl is also... Now, this, yes, and this girl... Texting, yeah. This girl was also a fan of wrestling, and also a big fan of Carlito. So Desmond's telling her like I'm hanging out with Carlito. She's like, No, you're not, no way. You can't. You can't. Be. There's no way you're hanging out with Carlito. I am seriously. So he turns to Carlito, and here's how cool. No pun intended. Carlito is. Wow. He turns. To, Desmond turns to Carlito. He says, Hey, um, uh, I, I he goes, I, and and, uh, and Carlito was talking, so it wasn't like he was in the middle of eating or anything like that. So he wasn't getting away of the food. We were all socializing. I think we were yeah. actually waiting. Respect. I, now Respect. That, yeah. He did it respectfully. Yes. Now, now that I think about it, I think we were still waiting for the food. Now that I think about it, but Desmond turns to Carlito and says, Hey, would it be cool if I got a picture with you? I want to show it to this girl. She doesn't believe that we're hanging out. And Carlito just says, um, says, uh, what's she look like? Can I see a picture? What she looks like? He showed her a picture and he goes, no, nah, I can't take a picture for that. And Desmond has this look on his face and Carlito starts laughing. And he goes, and he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, nah, I'm just fucking with your bro. I'll take a picture. <laughs> yeah. It, that, okay. Children. That was a rib. It was a rib. And Desmond and it was a damn good one. Oh, it was like once Desmond realized it was a rib, he started laughing too. And he literally goes around. He goes, I got pranked by Carlito. Like he loved it. He was he was fanboying out the whole time. I got ribbed by Carlito. So he loved that. Yeah. So Carlito kind of ribbed him a little bit, but then they took the picture. And as I, and that picture, by the way, it, you'll have to scroll down because it's like pretty far down. But it's on the Boochcast Instagram page. The the picture of Desmond and Carlito. So he took that picture to the girl, and the girl's like, "Oh my god, no way!" Like freaked out. So that was a great moment for Desmond to get to meet Carlito because he was a big fan. But by the way, also coming soon to the Boochcast. I don't know if it's gonna be up there now or not because I got. 
to find the pictures, but I have a few pictures, and Vinny's got some pictures, and two other guys have pictures of people we've met in the business and just have worked with on shows. Yeah, I got some so, of those. Um, some of mine are some of mine are already up there. A lot. There's a lot that aren't up there yet, but I'm gonna put them up there soon. But well, I um, have I have a couple that I'm gonna send to Vinny here in a couple of days. Yeah, I have one with Dave Hebner, one with uh, New Jack that recently just happened. Oh damn. Um. But anyway, Thanks, but anyway. Thanks Jack, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Now, anyway, I, I want to talk about that real quick. So I love that about Carlito. The fact that you can see the obvious body change in him. But also what I found interesting about this match was they talked so much about Carlito beating John Cena. Like the fact that he beat John Cena in his debut match to win the U.S. title. But a lot but a lot of people forget, or maybe Gator, you can remind me if this happened yet or not, but Shelton Benjamin had beaten Triple H, to my knowledge. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, so, and then of course, you know, Carlito is one, and they mentioned in the video that, or, on the show that Carlito is one of only 18 men at that time in WWE history to be both the U.S. and the Intercontinental Champion, which I thought was a huge honor. Uh, I thought there was great wrestling in this opening match. The Intercontinental title is the workers' title, and both men showed they deserve it, in my opinion. Both these men proved they deserve to be Intercontinental Champion, no doubt about it. Um, they did. They both, they both also showed that if you put in the work and you really showed that, hey, look, we know what we're doing Doing, you can put on a great match that will, I mean, was a hell of an opener. I mean, really. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say is that I loved about the match was the springboard bulldog. Oh my god. That was, that could have, that could have been bad. Like, it reminded me of Rick Steiner. That was, that, that reminded me of a Rick Steiner type bulldog. It, you know, I, now that I, now that you, you brought that comparison up, I can see that. Yeah. Um, and then, but that, that got scary there for a minute because Sheldon hit his knees before he hit his head. Yeah. Before he took the, before before he took the face bump. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's going to botch this. He's going to botch this. And then he hit his knees. And I'm like, oh, he's going. Why is he going low? What the fuck? It was it was just a different way of doing it. But it looked good. It still looked good. Yeah, nobody was hurt, obviously. But uh, Thank God. I think, But I think we're in total agreement. And I, 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 this was obviously the case back then. But I will make a case that currently in WWE, I will say this. Both these men deserve to be WWE champion. Both these men deserve to be uh, Hall of Famers at some point. Oh, yeah. Like I'm saying, before Shelton, if Carlito is coming back to WWE. Which we don't know yet we at don't this know yet point. at this current time that we're recording this. But if he is coming back to WWE, they damn well better put the belt on him. And By the way, this is being recorded in mid-February. Yes. Shelton Benjamin, before he leaves WWE, needs a run with that title. I agree. That That is a huge disservice to the title to not put it on either one of these guys because they're both fucking amazing workers. I agree. And, I agree. Well, I think, I think one is head and shoulders above the other. Yeah. And to anybody out there that thinks, um, oh, WWE we should focus on the young guys. First of Bull all, shit. first of all, both these guys are to be champion, young, young or not. Second of all, okay. second of all, here's here's the thing that a lot of dumbass, retarded marks forget. Oh god! If they're the champion and a young guy beats him, it ups their fucking resume. Ta-da! Why is it that the younger generation don't get this? Ta-da! Fucking stupid people. It's like it's like when everybody freaked out that Goldberg was fighting Drew McIntyre. It's because McIntyre, they wanted to up his resume by beating Goldberg, and he did. Again, ta-da. Jesus Christ. All right, now. Say it with me. One, two, three. Ta-da. ta-da. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we will now move on to the next match of the evening. And I doubt I'll get a word in edgewise on this one. But it was Victoria, one-on-one with Christy Hemi. Goddamn. Okay, here we go. The match 
saw Victoria lift Hemi into the air and then drop her down with force. Control of the match went back and forth, but the bout came to an end when Victoria countered Hemi's sunset flip, quote, the shitty version of the sunset flip that she, the moon landing fucking flip. Because it wasn't correctly done, so it's a fucking moon landing. Alright. Um, Victoria got the pinfall by using the ropes for leverage. This was a clusterfuck of great proportions. <laughs> okay, there was a great female worker. And then there was Christy Hemi, who deserves to just have her legs put up in the air. Well, technically she did, because she got pinned, but I see your point. Okay, okay, all she is is a sperm catcher. How about that? Fair enough, fair enough. All um, she needs to do is go to the kitchen. At Tut, tut, tut. Hey. Oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to say that. I apologize. Thank you. Now, I will say this. Here was my thing about this match. Now, the match was five minutes and six seconds long. So, it's the shortest match on the card. Um, the feud started when Christy won a swimsuit contest. Yes, because Victor- because it's so believable that Victoria would be mad about that. That's what I want to say. Now, as Out a of sarcasm. This is what I want to say. so believable. Here's the thing. As a man, not even as a wrestling fan, as a man, I love swimsuit contests. And you're you're lying if you say you don't. Oh, well, I love them. I'm going to say this right now to any male wrestling fans out there. We like seeing hot women in bikinis and don't act like you don't. Okay? Unless you're Jerry Truman and you like penis. Well, Jerry's he likes both. Don't forget. He likes and both. And penis. Anyway, go ahead. I'm just saying. But I'm just saying. I'm sick of wrestling fans acting like, oh, these swimsuit models and everything. Like, you're not attracted to swimsuit models. Unless you're gay. I'm going to say this right now. And you like penis. If you are a wrestling fan, a male wrestling fan, and swimsuit models, swimsuit contests or bikini contests or anything like that bothers you in a wrestling ring, you're gay. I'm sorry, you're gay. It doesn't okay, that, as simple as that. I'm sorry. I if get you, so mad. If you like penis. I get so mad about that shit, but I'm just saying, don't act like you don't, because as a wrestling fan, I will say this though. I hate that that was the reason to start a rivalry. That's my only complaint. Yeah, that's what bothered me, especially when it's somebody like Victoria, who you don't believe even because her mannerisms... Is Exactly. And the way she moves tells you right then and there she didn't really want to be involved in that to begin with. She's yeah. just doing it because it's a paycheck. Yeah, she's not the type of wrestler or character that should care about winning a swimsuit contest at all. She's not, and it made no sense. And even if you've met her in person or you've talked to her or you know her or even if you just watch her on TV, you can tell she doesn't want to do shit like that. She just wants to fucking wrestle. Yes. Now, I will say you know, this. And fuck Billy Kidman. Yes. <laughs> what? Okay. Sorry, I did. Did I say that out loud? It wasn't. What, what, what the hell does Billy Kidman have to do with or this? Or not Billy Kidman. Who the fuck was that that she was messing with? I don't remember. God damn it. He wore pink, and now I can't think. I, it wasn't Sean, Kidman. Sean Stasiak? There you go. Thank you. Was that the guy she dated? No, wait a minute. Was it Stasiak or was it Palumbo? Uh, I can check. Let me see. Um, She was married to this guy named Lee Varon from 94 to 2015. She has a tattoo of, of a heart on her ankle, but it doesn't say who in the business. Well, I she have dated. a tattoo of a heart on my left arm. I think she, I, 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 there was a rumor that she brief she had a brief fling with Cena, but they weren't like dating. It was more like just convenience on the road. It was fucking. Yeah, they were just fucking. And both of them agreed that it was just fucking. So it's not like, you know, no one tricked the other into anything. It was mutually agreed upon. But as far as who she it's... dated, I don't know. If, it might have been Palumbo. I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, moving on. But yeah, so anyway, um, I will say that I loved the gimmick change with Christy. I like that Christy Hemi started getting a little nuts and crazy during the build-up to this rivalry and that she displayed that in the match. Like the Ted head slams and the 
like she, she just was not Christy was not good for anything except being a ring announcer and and catching male bodily fluids that comes out of the penis. Yes, but you can't you got to admit she did do she did do okay in this match. No, she did not. She was there I was see. a lack of psychology. Uh, the sunset flip if she hadn't completely finished the rotation the way that she was supposed to, she could have easily had damaged the top vertebra of um and had had a good little neck parallelization on Victoria. So if she hadn't correctly done the things that she was doing, she really could have hurt somebody. So no, she did not. She needed more practice and more time to develop before just throwing her hot ass in a match. Again, well this is 2005. Well this is 2005. She was only good for ring announcing, which she did a year later in a little company called TNA. Yes. Where she showed a little TNA. And um, she did a lot. Thank God for the video game because there was titties everywhere. Um, yes, the TNA video game they made in like 2007. She was on it. It was, was fucking awful. That game was fucking awful. It was fucking It was awful, awful, but the best part was you got to, during the loading screen, you got to see Christy's titties. Yes, and that's why the crowd was chanting, we want puppies, which for the younger people out there, that was our way of saying tits back then. Um, that was, okay, for all the young children, puppies are tits, and their wet little noses was nipples. Yes, and and, and of course, uh, they do. They did mention that Christy was also on the cover of Playboy magazine and that she was the winner of the 2004 Diva Search contest. So, yes. And then, of course, uh, I did like I did like the fact that she picked up Victoria and tossed her across the ring by her hair. I thought that was a great spot. Yeah, it just made no sense. I'm just well from were... a psychology from a psychology point. I've never liked women pulling hair because the referee should have been on them. If she's if he's on the men for pulling hair, why wouldn't he be on the women? Well, here's the thing. Um, because one of the bitches things... are cat fights. Oh look, cat exactly. Fight, I'm whipping out the weave. I got the weave. Well, that's the thing, Gator. And one of the things, if you want to talk psychology, the whole purpose of a wrestling match is to make every move look believable. Correct. Correct. Women pulling hair is believable in a fight, and I know this because I saw a girl fight in high school, and ninety percent of it was them pulling each other's hair. Well, and that is... They don't that throw is a punches. They don't throw kicks. Hold on. Hold they on, time out. That is, a women's, that is a women's fight, yes. But these women are not supposed to be like regular women, correct? They're supposed to be athletes. They're supposed to be the best of the best. They're supposed to be the cream of the crop. Correct. In most cases, yes. But when okay. you got well, when you have a fight that's personal, it to me it's no different than when you got a match that's personal between two people and they just and they're in there and they're punching and kicking each other. Okay, I disagree. But anyway, moving on. Yeah. So anyway, the you know Victoria grabbed the ropes. You know, did the heel move? Rest in she here, won the with the leverage on the ropes, which I've done a thousand times, and I yes. just this match was a clusterfuck. Moving on. All right, Jesus. And... I'm sorry, I can't. I can't because here's the thing, and you even told the people you weren't gonna get a word in on Edgewise. So here's my word: they're shitty. I said it. Well, I said uh, it jokingly. I didn't think you were serious about that. But anyway. oh no, I'm being serious. This was bad. Christy. And Christy deserves to be in the kitchen making me a sandwich. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got uh, Kane versus Edge with Lita. (laughs) 
Oh boy. Do you want to explain this storyline? Oh, I oh oh can I? Uh, yeah, cuz here's the thing. If you don't know the storyline, you're not going to understand this. Yeah. Um... So this is the whole concept of Kane was Kane and Lita were dating, right? That was the, supposed to be the concept of this. Well, they were married. Yeah, they were ma- Okay, yes. Well, basically there was a whole thing with like Kane abducted Lita and they got forced into this awkward marriage thing and then basically Lita was supposed to do was supposed to agree to marry Kane to spare Matt Hardy's life and they ended up doing that and then they end up doing this whole thing and then Kane has a and then Kane and Lita were having a child together and then Snitsky got involved and they had the miscarriage bump which gave Snitsky the catchphrase it wasn't my fault I think he got hit with yes, a chair Snitsky or something killed the baby yes and then all of a sudden Lita turns on Kane and Elijah's up with Edge which was based somewhat on reality because yes because they were fucking yes and but the only difference is instead of Lita in real life, Lita was cheating on Matt Hardy with Kane with with Edge. But they made they replaced it with Kane because Matt Hardy was released from the company at this time because Matt Hardy had a meltdown when he discovered we're calling it a meltdown. Yes, when Lita was having an that Lita was having an affair. We're, we're calling it a meltdown. What else would you call it? An epiphany. Yeah. Well, Matt Hardy lost his damn mind, but rightfully so. I said an epiphany, rightfully so. Yes, and of course this. Uh, even and now, of course, Edge and Lita were using this the best they can, and at times they tried to make themselves look like the victims in this whole thing. And it's like, dude, no, no, you're they not. Were. Like, I don't recall a single moment. Maybe it happened behind closed doors, but I can't recall a single moment where Edge or Lita said to Matt, "I'm, I'm sorry." They never did, and if they did, then it was behind closed doors. But yeah, trying to make it seem like, anyway, oh, you're putting our personal lives out there, motherfucker. You stole your best friend's girl. I'm just, surprised you're just... still allowed to walk around the locker room. I don't disagree. But can I just say, later in times, these two worked together, and they both took care of each other, and there was no going into business for themselves. No. They... So I will say, even if you got problems with somebody, this is this is the teacher in life. Even if you got problems with somebody, just do business, because you're going to, in the end, you're all going to make money. Yeah. So anyway. And money, and money's way better than a woman anyway, because it can buy you a hooker. Yeah. And neither one, and no, and neither Matt or Edge are still with Lita, so. Exactly. And now Edge is, is getting glam slammed all over the place. Yes, and Matt's... And it's all good, and because Matt, you know what? Again, at the end of the day, you know, you work together, you make the money, you draw the money, and then you go buy a prostitute, because everybody knows a prostitute is someone who will love you. I uh, No, 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 leave. stop, stop, stop. We are not prostitutes saying... and prostitutes. No? No. Can I talk about the match, please? I'm not allowed to sing about prostitutes? No! Mr. Bujarelli, you ain't letting me sing the song about prostitutes to the children. No, because you're going off topic again, and I don't want to do that. But the, anyway, so the match with the match uh, had interference from Sk- Snitsky in it, like we had uh, we had uh, later implied, earlier yes. implied. Sorry. And but yeah, so Kane um, abducted Lita and forced this wedding. So it's weird that Kane is the baby weird. face in this. Like someone actually wrote it, after abduction and and somebody somebody actually and, made a meme about this recently, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Uh, someone wrote. The year is 2005, and they put a picture of Kane. It says, rapist that impregnated his victim. It says, the Stitsky, attacked rapist but accidentally caused miscarriage. Yeah. Lita, victim. Edge, takes victim from rapist. And at the bottom it says, guess who was the good guy in this story? Rapist. Kane. I don't know how the fuck they pulled this off, but so- the only reason it works, and I said this, the only reason this storyline worked with Kane as the babyface is because fans legit hated Edge and Lita, but 
what happened with Matt Hardy. That's the only reason. Yeah. Fans so, were not invested in Edge no. and Lita in any way, shape, or form because they, in reality, fucked over Matt Hardy, which the fans made very clear throughout this match with We Want Matt chants and an old ECW chant showed up. Did you hear it? She's a crack whore. Yep, she's a crack whore was going throughout which, the building. Which side, which side note, she may or may not have been a crack whore. Yes. Uh, so Kane, Kane started strong. Kane got a strong Kane, start. Kane did start strong and then Snitsky came in with a big boot and there was this moment of like weirdness going on because it was kind of like, oh, am I supposed to interfere here? I don't know. Then Snitsky gets taken out by Edge after him, after Edge hitting him with the Money in the Bank briefcase because at this time, Edge had just won the first ever Money in the Bank briefcase at WrestleMania 21. Yeah. I'm not, not wrong. No, but I was in the middle of making a point. You pretty much just skipped over it, so. Oh, I'm sorry. I was hitting the high spot. Yes. Because you told yes. me, you told me, hey, Gator, you need to hit the high spots. So I went through and recorded the high spots because you said, Gator, hit the high spots, my voice. Yes, but I was in the middle of making a point and you hot shot it. Oh, well, I can keep hot shotting. <laughs> like I was trying to say. Anyway, the match ends. Yeah, like, uh, so anyway, and of course, the there were other flat. moments. Yeah, there were other moments in the match where fans chanting, you screwed Matt. Like, no one cared yeah. about this match. They only cared about Matt Hardy. Um, And then, of yeah, course, yeah. Uh, Lita tries to seduce Kane, but then uh, Kane chokes her yes, and is about because, to break Lita's neck, because, and that's when Sissy comes Kane, in. Because Kane can be seduced. Yeah, yeah. He's not falling for that shit again. So anyway, Kane chokes his edge for the win. It's Lita not runs believable. for believable. The big monster can be seduced by the ugly woman with red hair. Well, there was a time where he could, but then she broke the heart of the monster, which you should never fucking do. Yes, because King Kong was had his heart broken. Yes, and he climbed the Empire State Building and swatted a bunch of airplanes. So, anyway, on that yes. note, we're going to move on now to the next match of the evening. We have Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. So, this was a re... Whoa, wait a minute. I done lost my shit. So, this was a rematch from uh, WrestleMania 21. Yes. It was kind of a brawl because these two hated each other. And Vinny has already, uh, already stated, when two people hate each other, in order to make it look good, they brawl. Yes. They already had the competitive technical match at WrestleMania 21. So there was yes, no reason was to try to recreate it here. Yeah. No, this was not meant to be it. This was meant to be a story. Yes. So well, Angle had a uh, an angle lock, an ankle lock on, which he applied on Michaels. Uh, moments later, Michaels reciprocated with uh, Sweet Chin Music. Angle then uh, then pins Michael for the win. After the match, both men were giving a standing ovation due to their brawling. Yes. And I will say that the match started off with some amateur wrestling, which I thought was great. It was cool to see the grappling, but it was also cool to see it break down into the yeah. sovereign knocker that it became. And I also love this. HBK, at one point in the beginning of the match, is controlling Angle with a headlock and actually brought him to the mat with a headlock. Something you don't see anymore. Yes, you do not see that very often. Like someone actually having a headlock and using it for what a headlock is meant to be used for. Which was control. Yes, and to sell it like you're actually using it to beat somebody and not just that you're, hey, let me win whisper in your ear before we do some stupid move that makes no fucking sense. Well, Angle had a different way of doing things anyway. You know, the right way. Yeah. And, um... No offense to anybody that did it the wrong way. Yeah. And then, of course, there was a moment with Kurt doing more wrestling moves like the single leg takedown.
out going for the ankle lock. And then I, I and then I, I there's another thing I want to mention here, and I want to know if you caught this too. Mm-hmm. After Angle attacks HBK's shoulder, did you hear a bunch of tweeting sounds? <laughs> I did. Where the fuck is is there somebody in the audience with like a button, or is there somebody no, in a production truck a... actually doing tweeting noises? No, I don't know exactly what that was. Maybe it was a gay bird. It was no, it was the Eagle of Freedom out there and during Kurt Angle's match because he is America the American hero. Uh, this is fucking weird. And it's true. It's damn true. Yeah. And then of course, um, like I said, there was impressive you know what wrestling else, throughout Mr. this match. What? You know what else? What? That eagle was real. It's damn real. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so come I, on, come on, give me sell it. Well, I would accept you're using a TNA catchphrase in a WWE ring. Okay, I used the WWE catchphrase first. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Is WWE? Yes, that's what I said. I said it's true. It's damn true. Yeah. So so yeah. So Shawn Michaels. And then gets, I used it's real. It's damn real. So Shawn Michaels wins this match. Uh, very impressive. Great rematch from both these guys. And as I mentioned before, a lot more personal. And although the was one moment again where um, Angle hits a German suplex on the announce table and the table didn't break. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was with that because I was looking forward to that. I was like, oh, what's going on with the announce table? But, you know, them things were made in China, so. Yeah, and on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We have a triple threat match for the WWE Championship. John Cena defends the title against Chris Jericho and Christian. Okay, did this throw you off at all that Christian and Chris Jericho Jericho were partners in the past and nobody brought that up? Um, yeah. Now do you think about it? Only because they mentioned so much about other people's past, they didn't bring this up. Yes, but they should have brought this up because they were in the fourth ever, um, tables, ladders, and chairs match. Yeah. Which only happened maybe a year ago before this. Well, yeah. But also, yeah, because they did team up for a good label, a good, uh, period of time in the match. Yeah. And they were the un-American. And as we mentioned before, this was John Cena's first Raw pay-per-view. Right. When he came over to Raw, the crowd instantly loved him. And you can see from this match and the promo he cut earlier in the night why he was being labeled as the man. Yeah. And then, yep. and then of course, they did a triple threat stare down, which is not easy to do. Yeah, I, I did not care for that, but anyway. And of course, Jericho slaps Cena. Cena takes him down, starts punching him. Christian eventually attacks. That's when the double team with backhanded trade-offs begins. Yeah, then we had the, uh, the walls of Jericho spot on Cena that was released and then for there was a the springboard dropkick yeah oh my god that could have ended terribly very terribly you you saw the way that he landed yeah it was not pretty on his damn ankle yeah I was like oh god this was not good yeah and of course here's what I liked about that is at one point Tomko interferes and just gives no fucks yes this is back during the Captain Charisma days but here's the did you, ever, did you ever just want him to put a mask on and become the superhero Captain Charisma? No. Uh, at that time, I wanted Christian to retire. Because <laughs> I was sick of the gimmick and all his shit. Like, I I don't necessarily hate Christian, but I feel like he is overhyped and over-celebrated by wrestling fans. I think at this time, yes. I think when he went and reinvented himself in TNA the following year, yeah. I think it was a different situation. And I 
exactly. think he really did a lot to um, put new depth in his in his gimmick, really. Yeah, and but I also what I love about Tomko interfering was the fact that he blatantly did it in front of the referee, and the referee ejected him from ringside. Correct, which was nice, a nice little touch, even though it was a a, a triple threat match. It yes. was a nice little touch. And Christian legit panics, which I like because it shows yes. he's a real heel who needed his problem solver. Correct. Like correct. Because if he's just sitting there like ah whatever I don't care it's like then why was he there to begin with? Correct. You should be so there was so you're... there was uh so after that springboard dropkick and then this whole mess going on uh Christian got up on the ring apron there was that whole situation then there was the reversal on the unprettier attempt by Christian Christian was then tossed into Cena who performed an fu and then Christian was pinned for Cena to retain. Yes, but here's another interesting thing about this match. You get to see Jericho be a serious wrestler. Correct. Which, which is, is a different de- because it's Jericho. It's a deterrent from how he wrestled in WCW and how he currently wrestles in AEW. This is a de- yes, like a big fat baby. Exactly. Oh yeah. look, I'm hip. I'm hip. You know, like that stepdad that's just trying to fit in because he wants you to like him. So so his, exactly. So his new wife doesn't leave him. Yeah. And Vinny, you would know. Oh yeah. And also here's the thing. Cena does some of the five moves of Doom in this match and guess what people the... cheered yeah imagine I that i was i was extremely well this was again this was during the time when cena was over oh it gets better at one point christian and jericho are fighting one-on-one in the match and the crowd chants we want cena yeah imagine that yeah a crowd yeah. actually wants john cena yes unlike now when they chant boring and loads of other things which i think is hilarious because there's no actual crowd to be chanting yeah there was not a Cena hater in sight in that sh- in that arena because he actually goes out and celebrates with the crowd yeah. after he wins. Yes, which it, which which was an AR stunt waiting to happen. Yes, at the, and at the time he called his fan base the chain gang, which I I felt he should have never got rid of that. I I like that. Actually, I like that better than C Nation. I, I liked it, but, you know, I I also liked him calling his finisher the FU instead of the attitude adjustment. Well, anyway. I can see why they had to change that. I, I, I still enjoyed the FU. Well, we all did. That's why when he said at WrestleMania 35 that Elias was going to get the FU, crowd went nuts when he called it the true. FU. True, 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 true. You know, he said there'll be no AA for today, but you're about to get the FU. Even Desmond marked out for that. Well, it doesn't take much. Anyway. And on that note, we have the main event of the evening. for The, the hell wor- in the cell. For the World Heavyweight Championship, Batista defends the title against Triple H. Oh, I love this so much. This is how you build a final confrontation between two guys that were supposed, supposedly supposed to be friends. And there's only one other Hell in the Cell match besides Foley and Taker that really tops this and does it well for me. And that is, and we're going to get to it here um, soon, uh, but it is uh, Bad Blood 2004. Yeah, that, that that's going to come much later. But Yes, and that, that is, that is uh, Hunter and Michael. 
Yes. Now I want, and then you watch the cell being lowered. Oh God! And Triple H, Triple H is salivating because it's like he knows what's coming. And back then, Hell in the Cells were a big deal because it wasn't yeah, an annual pay per view. Yeah, this is a stipulation you saw once in a blue moon, and when it was announced, popped like a motherfucker. You popped like a motherfucker because, and here's the thing: you knew there was gonna be blood. Yes. You knew there was gonna be blood. You knew there was gonna be sacrifice. You knew there was gonna be weapons. You knew there was gonna be something different. That you hadn't seen yeah and you knew you knew that when this match happened it was going to be violent yes and it started off slow which was good they built the anticipation yeah they used the cell and, most of the time yes and then it picks up speed with the toolbox yeah triple h goes in down for the toolbox and you're like oh what's he gonna do with that toolbox and i love that because you that's not a spot you normally see people go for nowadays oh yeah I, when i was intrigued about was when Triple H grabbed the chain. This ch- yes, the chain, even the screwdriver. He was going to stab him with a screwdriver. Oh, God, he's going to stab him with a fucking screwdriver. Not only that, he wrapped the chain around Batista's neck and was hanging him over the ring. Oh, my God, that was brutal. Yeah. I love that. And then Batista comes out with the barbed wire steel chair. Yeah. God damn. There was nothing like that in that back then. Oh, yeah. The crowd's chanting, holy shit, as they're hitting each other mm-hmm. repeatedly with that chair. And the face shot that supposedly busted Batista, which you could see him blade, and I didn't even care. Yeah. You could blatantly see him blade, and I'm just like, I don't even care at this point. Oh, yeah. And then Batista throwing Triple H like a javelin head first. Yeah, I popped so hard for that. I was like, oh, "Oh my God. Oh, this is great. And then he hits a power slam onto the barbed wire steel chair. Yes, I popped for that, too. That was hell of a bump. Uh, which, by the way, that is the recipient of that fuck that bump of this fuck that bump award. Yeah. Which, by the way, other awards coming soon. We're going to have the shitties. Yeah. Well, Jim, at one point, Jim Ross says, Triple H may be a no-good bastard in a lot of people's eyes, but that was a hell but of a kick out. Yes, but he's still a human being, damn it. Like, that's how good Jim Ross really was back then. He could make you feel. Yeah. Um. Not like now when, you know, he says things yeah. like, oh, look, it's the best friends. Oh, my God. They just hugged. And then, of course, Triple H goes, hits for another sled, for, goes for a sledgehammer shot. Batista just kicks him in the nuts. God, that was brutal. Yeah. It, this whole match was just fucking brutal. Everything in this match, it, it, was, it was violence galore. And, and, and that's the thing. That's what you wanted to end this rivalry being. It was the ultimate story of betrayal and friends gone wrong. Yeah, like Triple H is a low blow and a pedigree, and to me, that was the ultimate false finish. Correct. Because I truly believe the match was over right there. I did too. It wasn't. Like, cause, And the reason you did was because before this time, Triple H never lost a Hell in a Cell match. No, Up no until he never did. This neither was the first did time Taker. He... Neither did Taker. Really? Yeah, Taker hadn't lost, a, hadn't lost one yet at this point. Yeah, he did. Did he? he Who was it? Shawn Michaels, the first one ever. Well, Taker, yeah, when, when yeah, Kane true, debuted. True, 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 true. I wasn't counting that. Yeah, yeah, t- yeah. Taker, Taker's lost Hell in a Cell before. It was WrestleMania he never lost until. Correct. Go ahead. Until anyway, moving on. But anyway, so yeah, so we saw the ultimate false finish, and then of course in the end, um, you know, eventually, you know, Triple H holding the sledgehammer, Batista dropped it before he could swing it, and then was able to get the win. And here's the thing: Jim Ross proved, like I said, why he's the best ever with the way he called this match. I even thought Jerry Lawler and Coach did a great job. Now I, I hate it, Coach here, because I felt like. 
Jerry Lawler and Coach didn't need him. I mean, Jerry Lawler and JR did not need him. Yes, but I felt like he still contributed well to this match. And this is coming from a guy who in 2005, when I watched this, I hated Coach on commentary. But now that I'm in the business... I Coach on commentary, but I I understand why he's there. Yeah. I can respect his contribution to this match now that I'm in the business. I get it now. Yeah, I got you. And Batista beat Triple H three times in a row at this point. And Mm -hmm. basically, Triple H made Batista a star. Now... Yeah, he just kept putting him over. Yeah. Like, like the only time Triple H has ever beaten Batista was at WrestleMania 35. That's it. Every other time, Batista won against Triple H. Like there's a lot of you can there's a lot of people we can say Triple H screwed over, but we can say this is Batista this is one of them. Batista was not one. Not one of them. Not one of them. Triple H did everything possible to build Batista up as a star. Everything. Mm-hmm. Like that's a fact. Like he genuinely made Batista a star. Hell, he did more for Batista than he did for Randy Orton. Exactly. And I felt Randy Orton deserved it more. I don't disagree, but anyway, I this was this whole match was just was just great. Yeah. This was great. Violent as hell. And again, this was back when Helena cell was used as the ultimate as the ultimate sign to say okay we are done this is the end yeah after hell in a cell that was it yeah there was no reason to continue a feud after that exactly and overall this pay-per-view was fantastic i think the women's match was the only bad match on the card yes but that's not saying much because women's wrestling yes but this is me taking not having that perspective but just saying well i just i have the bias due to how i feel anyway, but go ahead. But I'm just saying outside of that match, every on the match on the card was great. Oh yes. Some high spots, some low spots, yeah. but that main event made up for everything. Yeah. As a kid, I probably did, I, I, I think look, I think looking back on this, I probably didn't like the Carlito Shelton Benjamin match when I was eight, when, I, when I was 18, but now nowadays I, I appreciate it more, so that's why I'm saying the women's match is the only bad match. Agreed. So, anyway, that ladies and gentlemen will conclude our recap of Vengeance 2005. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in, as as well as uh, Gator Ricky Ross for uh, joining me for this uh, classic pay-per-view review. And I look forward to having him back on the show next week for the next classic pay-per-view review that we will be posting. But until then, I want you guys to uh, make sure you follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. So pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, we have our ep- recent episode of the male soap opera moment that I did with the Wens where we talked about the shittiness of the Royal Rumble and gave our predictions for WWE Elimination Chamber which took place this past Saturday. So feel free to check that out and um, see who was right, who was wrong, and uh, listen to our predictions. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter and and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. I know I've been posting a lot of stuff lately from the uh, AEW uh, Dynamite uh, show that we went to in Duluth. I've been putting them out in separate increments because I want each one to have its moment to shine. Except for photos, I kind of did carousels with them. But I got about two more AEW videos that I'll be posting from that night, and then I'm done with that, and I'll go back to posting uh, different kinds of content after that. Um, also, make sure you guys. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, check out all of our YouTube shows, uh, Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring, our archived watch parties, our D&D one-shot, funny skits, and holiday videos. Check them all out. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you can check out all the new content that will be coming very soon. We got some episodes of uh, Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the
the Ring that will be coming up very soon. Uh, we're finally going to find some time to uh, record those, get the rest of them done. Then I got a bunch of editing I will do, and then we'll be getting them out there to you guys. Uh, also, we got a couple of archived watch parties that we still have to post. We're going to be getting that up there coming soon as well. So ring the bell to be notified so you'll know when they're coming. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next one will be Saturday, April 2nd for night one of WrestleMania 38 and April 3rd for night two of WrestleMania 38. So we'll be doing night one as one video and night two as another video. So make sure you guys join us live for those watch parties so you can follow along with us as we follow and react to WrestleMania 38. Also, our D&D show will be coming soon later this year. We just got to work out all the bugs, all the kinks, all the crazy stuff involved. So we're still working on that. It's coming soon. Uh, I like to remind people of that, even though we're, you know, our lives are out of whack right now. We're trying to fix everything to get this D&D show together. But trust me, this year in 2022 will be the Boochcast D&D show. Also, we're going to be doing some gaming on there. I know Elvis uh, on the AEW recap talked about his uh, Oculus thing he's got going on. So he's going to be start gaming with that. And uh, we're going to be streaming that very soon. Also, we're doing our special GM mode uh, next month when uh, WWE 2K22 comes out. So be on the lookout for that coming uh, later this year to the Twitch channel. So we got a lot going on there. So make sure you're following us at twitch.tv slash theboochcast so you can join us for all the streaming craziness. And of course, make sure you guys support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. The first level you contribute at is for 99 cents per month. This is for people who want to support the Boochcast but don't have a lot of money to spend because you guys are, you know, got bills to pay or families to take care of. We do this show for hardworking men and women out there and we understand times can be tough and we would never, ever, under any circumstances, ask any of you to sacrifice a payment or go hungry just to support this show. We don't need your money that badly. So if you want to help us out but don't have a lot of money to spend, the 99 cent level is where you want to go. It's just 99 cents. It's not a lot of money out of your pocket. But every little bit helps us. So by contributing that 99 cents, you are helping us out a great deal. And for that, we thank you. Our second level that you can donate at is for $4.99 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And of course, we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it got sold to the Peacock, you've got nowhere to put your $9.99. So take that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. And the best part is you can cancel at any time. So once you give that first donation, you're going to be donating that amount of money every single month to the Boochcast. And if at any point you feel the need to cancel, you can do so. The only catch is you will not get a refund. You'll just stop donating. So you can cancel at any time and they have a cancellation policy you 
can check out on the website. Also, they have a Anchor's privacy policy page that you can look at for how they process your personal data. And I want to state for the record right now, in no way, shape, or form do we have access to your personal data. And with all due respect, we don't want access to your personal data. At best, we might get your first and last name. And if we do that, all we're going to do with that is give you a shout out here on the Boochcast. Unless you choose to donate anonymously, that's fine too. We won't give out names if that's the case. But we don't have any access to your personal information and we don't want it. All we're asking you guys to do is donate what you can to help us keep this show going, help it thrive, help it grow, help it succeed. Because the more it grows, the more we can entertain the people. And Because the, the best part is, with all the money that we raise, it goes right back into this show in some capacity. It allows us to upgrade our equipment. It allows us to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they deserve to be paid for their hard work, well, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest of that money to feed Zach ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.